0: Just go to Ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC Terms and Conditions apply.
1: So, today I'm joined by dancer, singer, actress, performer, basically all-rounder, Sherelle J. How are you doing? Thanks for the intro. No um, problem. I'm, I'm good. Good. So, how are you finding lockdown at the moment?
2: I really don't want to say this because I feel like I'll get hated. <laughs> but I'm good. Like <laughs> I, I, me and my best friend said yesterday, like I'm not mad at Boris for once. Like
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> because for the fir- for the first time, I think I've just accepted it rather mm. than just like be resistant to all of this and be mad and angry. We can't do anything about it. So Mm. it's either being frustrated and let it control you or just like see the beauty in the time that we're given and just think, Well what can I do? Um so I've just completely allowed myself to just let go and just like immerse myself in like everything that I wanted to do that I I possibly didn't have time to do before. So I'm enjoying it but I know that not everyone is. So again it's it's a sensitive subject because I, I, I know that it it's definitely affecting everyone's mental health and it is mine it's i'm not saying that every day is a breeze and i'm not missing certain things i miss having a a structure and a job and i miss oh god i miss seeing people but i think you you just have to take the most out of any situation it's it's the same with you know life if you kind of surrender to it at least you can move on from it Mm. rather than like constantly be held back Buy something. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Good. I moment. guess it's
1: kind of given all of us like a little bit of a time to just like take a step back. I mean, like stuff like, me- I feel like meditation and like yoga, going on runs, going on walks, like people have started to re- appreciate it so much more now. Yeah, it's- I feel
2: like every time I either go for a run myself or I'm driving, I see so many runners. Yeah. Now, I know that like, you know, January comes and most people, you know, want to start improving their fitness, but it's like, it's a lot, like, everyone yeah. is out on the road, and I think you have to do what you have to do, and the thing is, well, I was talking about this the other day, there's this, like, kind of two worlds happening on social media, there's, you know, people that are doing that, and, like, doing what they are doing for themselves, whether that's, like you say, meditation, uh, getting up, working out, fitness, whatever that is for them, and then there's people going, I don't want to do that, I don't want to yeah. do that, but you have to respect people are doing it not because they want a six pack and I'm sure some people do but Mm. it is literally the only time of the day that you kind of get that mental clarity Mm -hmm. and and a bit of literal fresh air because we're not able to do anything so you know I promote it I think if you've got to do something that that helps you and your mental state you've got to do it don't care what anyone says like do what you need to do for you 100%
1: yeah definitely it's just like I feel like getting up early now, this is my only kind of like driving force. I'm like, okay, if I get up at like six in the morning, then it's like, I'm doing something good for that day. And it's, it is hard to like keep up, but it's definitely helping. Oh, it,
0: but
2: for me, it's just about creating your own, like, dopamine here. Like, you know, a lot of the time where we're in a world where we're constantly, um, what's the word? Like, we are just constantly living off things, whether it's, um, working from this job to that job or getting attention or like we're just mm. constantly living off of like dopamine hits so when you're in a space when you're just at home there's nothing going on there's nothing to look forward to your like your energy levels your your feel-good hormones they're just low so you know if you've got to do something every day to tick something off on that list that makes you feel good and if that is waking up early for some great I think mm. it doesn't work for everyone Um, but it's definitely worked for me I'm not an early riser but but I think the more you label yourself as something I'm not an early riser I can't do this I'm not Mm -hmm. that you you're just again you're just like bracketing or labeling yourself as something that's negative why can't you change it and make it work for you so I'm part of the early bird crew so good
1: (laughs) I love to hear it so you're so used to like being so active and like doing so much as a performer you're always you know i'm guessing early mornings and late nights and stuff like that so you joined six the musical in mm-hmm. 2019 which is yes. quite seems like quite a while ago now i guess
2: it feels like forever ago considering it's like my last job mm. it feels like i started it ages ago yeah. um yeah and i started it at a time where i was actually not wanting to do musicals or theater or even mm. performing anymore i was so like content in um pushing my business and like just kind of focusing on me and what it is that I wanted to do as a like an entrepreneur or whatever um that I was like I'm I'm, I'm done and then if I was ever gonna stop what I was doing it was for six like mm. I love the show I think it's amazing and um, what it stands for what it represents so yeah I am definitely glad that I took the job because
1: yeah queens yeah how much yeah. are you like missing performing to people I bet so much um
2: I'm half and half if I'm yeah. really honest um I oh, sorry, I'm so
1: deep, so mm, bear with No, my go podcasts. for it. I love I love the I love the deep vibe. It's fine.
2: I, I've really been thinking again, this lockdown's really
1: helped me with like clarity and
2: understanding myself and what I actually what I actually want and what I really, really love whether. Mm. And um the biggest question I keep asking myself is like, what is CJ or Sherelle? without success or who is sherelle mm. without a job or who is and i feel like a lot of the time you know these kind of big jobs they they end up defining us you know people go oh my god you must be living the dream and and a lot of the times when i was doing these kind of high big jobs i wasn't feeling like that mm. luckily i can say that about six i genuinely love it and i do miss performing yes but mm. my point is that there is this thing that, oh, you've got a good job, you must be so happy. And I think that's one thing that I'm trying to kind of eliminate is that just because you see someone in a successful kind of role or or as a status, whatever it is that you deem, oh my God, that's so cool. It doesn't necessarily mean that that's what is happening I mean, I know tons of people that are in the West End or in these kind of major jobs that are so unhappy and not in a horrible way, but just Mm -hmm. because they haven't spent that time by themselves or they haven't understood what really, really, moves them like for me personally teaching and I know it always sounds lame but that's my that's my thing and Mm -hmm. that is what I miss the most I do miss performing but I miss teaching the most
1: yeah I guess it's like Mm -hmm. you have to have these experiences and be taken away from a certain job or role or whatever for a while to actually realize like shit that's not what I want to be doing the whole time 100%
2: and I do it is a it is a major part of me and I absolutely couldn't imagine my life without it Mm. because I do I I love telling stories I love becoming a character I really love that you know I spend so much time as Sherelle helping and giving and servicing um like just in my day-to-day just because that's what I like doing that sometimes uh, for me art or entertainment is an escapism so I do like that um but I think sometimes people see it as the be or and end or of like their career, and if I'm not in a job, I'm I'm not worthy, and that just needs to get a limit. Like that's mm. not what it is or should yeah. be about. Um,
1: but yeah, yeah, definitely. The- I mean, theaters have taken such a big hit, like huge hit. I mean, all entertainment. I mean, like I know TV is allowed to they're no they're allowed to keep filming yeah. and on set, but it's so different with a theater because there's like a huge audience. Like, Do you think it? that theaters um, and musicals and shows have being kind of neglected a bit like a bit screwed over
2: for sure and i feel like um i'm someone who within my union um uh yeah i see what's happening um basically i'm a a deputy of of a union in our industry and so i see everything that's happening and and i just I just think it's crazy what's happened to a lot of the shows and how people have been treated. And, you know, a lot of us, because we are self-employed, I'll, I'll be honest, there's this assumption that we're all getting, like, majorly looked after by our productions. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I, like, I don't think they would if they could, but none of us are on furlough. Like, mm. not, not anyone I know is on furlough or getting paid. No one. Yeah. So we're definitely getting, re- like... I don't want to say rejected, but we're not having the same attention that you know. I know a lot of TV shows are getting, or yeah. you know, a lot of my friends work in film and they're still they're still shooting, they're still filming in this time, and you know they're doing the same precautions as us. They were having testing every few days. We were doing the same thing. We were we were as cautious as any other industry. But I understand with a live audience, you are bringing multiple people in at one, well, not multiple mm-hmm. hundreds, and and I understand that if that's you know detrimental to covid and what's going on then i, I understand that, that that can't run right yeah. now but i just wish there was more support for artists in this time especially those who can't have their job back yeah. you know there's only so much you can do online uh, we can't do the musical from our bedroom so mm. it, you yeah. know i i do feel for what my industry right now is it that that is one thing that's just it's heavy it does feel yeah.
1: quite it is yeah. almost literally like a sheet has been pulled over. Because I remember a few months ago, there was like a little glimmer of hope. I remember seeing on the news, it was like, oh, theatre's like reopening and people like, re- they're at rehearsals and stuff. And then it just yeah. like sort of blew again. Well, we were the first, I mean, in the West End, I believe, maybe
2: not, I can't remember. But we were like major, like it was, I think something that will kind of go down in history. Like, you mm-hmm. know, we were able to open up in December um with an audience that were socially distanced everyone had masks on we was on stage like we had to go through the entire show is there moments where we're singing towards each other and you know the air is coming too close and how do we sing and how much distance do we step about like we had to go through the whole show and, and change it to make it uh socially distanced slash acceptable for covid measures and stuff so like we did all we could and we opened for one week no i think it was a week and two days or something oh. like that. And I managed to go on stage twice in that time. So that was great. But I mean, eight months being out of a job and then having the hope for a couple of weeks and then it getting taken away again. And this time around it being that much harder because there is no end now. We're mm.
1: like, well, when? When are we going to go back? That's the thing. Um, I was going to ask yeah. you, like, when do you actually think it's going to come back? Like, I, I have no clue, but surely you've got like a little bit more of a better idea than... Uh, this isn't based on like anything that i know by the way like so don't be yeah like, what well, cj said that theater's coming back <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't of personally
2: think it's coming back anytime soon i mean obviously there's been rumors that um hospitality won't be back until summer i think at least summer you know if, if this lockdown is going on to the end of eight um sorry feb but then furlough scheme is until the end of april i'm like well when is theater live concerts music like that's going to be the last thing. Mm. It's the same with clubs. Clubs didn't manage to reopen. Um, my industry is fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone that I know. It's such a
1: good word, isn't it, for this, it? Oh,
2: it's just shit. It but just is. I, yeah, I really don't see it happening until it'll
1: be summer. Um, mm. And that
2: feels really crappy to say. But there are people in our industry working their absolute tits off, I'm sorry, mm. to make it try and happen at least. I mean, and I can say that about our production. Wow. Kenny Wax in the office um, for six they done everything that they could to, to get us back on stage. And and I'm mm. I'm so, so happy to be a part of a, a team that did all they could to, to try and get us back. Mm. And I just hope that we can do it again soon. I just don't know what. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, let's pray. Honestly, I miss, like I miss entertainment so- more than anything like I found myself yeah. on YouTube just like watching stuff that I would never be watching before like Glastonbury and like stuff like stuff that oh it's really god, sad little videos yeah. and, like concerts and the worst and thing is is
2: like I, I guess you do take it for granted because most years I'm like oh, I'm kind of over festivals mm. and you know oh I'll, I'll do this another time and now I'm like oh my god I'll never take that for granted like I love music I love concerts and I think obviously, again, the nature of my work, I, my evenings were always taken, so I never got to do those mm. things for the last few years. Jesus, if I'm ever out of a job, I would take the opportunity to go to as many things as I can, yeah. because that live feeling of art, like, yeah, you can't replace that.
1: And like all the you people can't. around you, but it kind of makes yeah. you realize now you're like, everyone was really close. Like how, and you watch back videos and like in films, yeah. and you're like, you guys aren't <laughs> wearing masks.
0: like What's going on? it's
1: so
2: funny you say that like yeah I've been watching films lately and I'm like what was life like when we didn't have to and it's true like even when I've gone out and I'm in the shop or somewhere I'm like oh you're too close (laughs) and we would never think that and I am really scared for the aftermath of this and Mm -hmm. how it will affect people and yeah their social interactions because I think this is something that's going to damage not only us but like the kids that have been like the last year or so and however long it's going to last like you know not to see people's expressions and like that's yeah. just very odd time to yeah it's not human i'm mean, I gonna say we're gonna it's gonna have a long lasting effect definitely yeah. um i don't think it's just a case of oh a pandemic and it ends in march you know yeah. there's not going to be an end to this kind of major thing that this it's caused if that makes sense
1: yeah definitely so what would your okay your day-to-day routine before covid how did that does that look can you remember compared to now
2: Yeah, before covid i was still in six i was running hills and fills mm-hmm. um what else was i doing and i was just teaching a lot so i would probably um Wake up in the morning, I'd probably have a workout. Um, I would have meetings. At the time Hills and Fields was really growing. Like we was having multiple classes in different venues and um I was working for other companies as well on the side, just just to kind of like build my experience too. Mm. But I was teaching a lot during the days, obviously performing over night time. Um at this point as well, just before COVID, um, I was on a lot in six. So as an alternate, I'm only scheduled to go on twice a week. So, you know, for me, that worked perfectly with all the outside work that I was doing. And the office knew, you know, I've got a business to run, etc. cetera. Um, but I was on like six, seven times a week. So that on top of teaching, on top of the business and the admin stuff, I didn't have an assistant then. I didn't have like a, a big team then. So that was hard. It was literally constant admin, constant this, constant performing, constant like body exhaustion. And I had no idea of what balance meant. Yeah. Um, downtime none days off every few months mm, yeah. yeah i eating disgusting <laughs> <laughs> i was like living off mcdonald's like my whole lifestyle was pre- i mean driven yeah. yeah like i was a web weather- webaholic, but lifestyle just oh a shambles mm-hmm. um little sleep terrible sleeping patterns um and yeah
1: yeah. i remember <laughs> but yeah i remember you doing an instagram story because i actually came to the volume 13 of hills and fills okay. which okay, was amazing, amazing. Yeah. it was oh it was so good i miss it so much um celia tagged one of the girls i was doing it with tagged oh. us all in a photo the other day of like it was yeah like december 2019 and i just like it threw me right back i was like okay i am no dancer like I I can't dance. And it's, like, a known thing. It's, like, not just I can't dance. No. It's, like, people tell me you can't, like, no. I can't, like, stuff like that. But, like, putting that all aside, as soon as I came in, I was, like, okay, um, is this a big mistake? And then, for, like, the first week, I was, like, oh, my days. Like, everyone was so nice. Everyone got along so well. And it's, like, I still talk to some of the girls now. Like, it's it's crazy. Yeah, it
2: does. And I think... I mean, that's probably one of my biggest, like, pet peeves when people say, I can't dance. I'm like, mm. oh, you might struggle right now, but you can, you can. Yeah. And I think, like, my, my best friend said it to me yesterday. She was like, I just, I think, like, you're such an amazing teacher and you have so much patience. And I was like, you know, I think there's this idea that because I teach beginners, you know, I have to have patience. And, you know, not everyone does. It's really hard. It can be hard because you are going back to basics. You're teaching people about coordination. It's not just about, ooh, dance, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really about, like, okay, you, you use this, and you use this muscle, and this is how, but I, I love it, like, because I see more to just steps, I see mm-hmm. what it brings out in a person, how it makes them feel, the the small return in, the, in a few weeks that they feel like, oh my god, I've started to enjoy my body, and mm-hmm. I feel more confident, and it, does, it doesn't have to be a year, it, as you say, it could be a course, it could be one, uh, you know, one month of you going, oh my gosh, I actually feel more committed to myself and my body, and mm-hmm. for me, that's like, I could, you know, when I was doing the show, I could be doing seven, eight, nine shows a week and I could still wake up and go to teach. I I think in my job before six, um, I was in a show, everybody's talking about Jamie. That's when I started Hills and Fields. And I think for at least maybe four or five months, I would have the show Monday to Saturday. No, it might be the other way around. And I would teach on my day off. So I'd never have a day off. I had a partner and he was like, you're crazy. So, like, like just I, um, my family, I didn't see them, even mm-hmm. though I lived at home. So it just was a case of, like, commitment. And I'm I sorry, I'm, like, going off on tangents. But no, so many point. people ask me about, like, business and stuff. And I'm like, you you have to be committed. I know that there's this idea of, like, life and balance and work-life balance. But mm-hmm. well, that doesn't happen if you want to be an entrepreneur and if you want to start a business. It, it doesn't happen like that. Like, you do kind of have to take the, the rough with this move and go, okay, I have to work this extra you know more so than anyone else around me and i think that's kind of paid off now but i i definitely understand that balance is, is necessary
1: i guess you could almost yeah. say like it is part of the balance is that like as you said the like hard commitment driving force like that is one part of it like yeah. a big part of it is that and then you also have to really i think i think lockdown and COVID in general ha- and the whole being inside and having to stay at home has made people realize how important like actually having a bit of downtime and like looking after your mental yeah. health and stuff a hundred percent
2: i think i think it it ultimately depends on what stage in your life you're at if you're mm. someone that's kind of coasted and you've got to lock down and you're like you know what i really 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 want to start a business i want to you know now you're laughing you've got this extra time you can permit yourself i think go for it if you're in this time and you're thinking i really want to do that do it because yeah. what's the worst that can happen you start a project and it might fail but you realize all the mistakes you, you had and, and you can learn from it um If you're the other side and you was working like a dog, you do start to realise, wow, this lockdown is teaching me that I need break. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's either one or the other. You really like commit to something because you've never had the time to and you want to go full blast now and you use this extra time that we've never had. Or like me, you go, this is lovely, I'm going to take a yeah. day off. <laughs> because I'm not used to that either. So yeah. yeah, and I hope that for both sides, wherever you sit, when we do return to whatever normal that is, you have a have that kind of balance um, mm. and you learn from, you know whatever this time has, has taught us, mm. each person individually.
1: Yeah, so with Hills and Feels, where did it actually come from? Like what, I mean, you've always been a performer, dancing, singing and everything, but how did you decide, okay, I actually wanna make this company and like do classes and for especially like beginners and where where did it come from?
2: Yeah, I mean, okay,
1: sorry, I'm not like getting comfy now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, okay big thing i didn't ever set out to have a business from it mm-hmm. like it was never ever thought out i think even for me it took me 18 months before i even registered the company mm-hmm. or before i even
1: um had a logo Please.
2: sorry my bad
1: i think i um, remember when you actually made the logo and the, the yeah, first like, t-shirt
2: before before you had your course yeah. i think maybe um so for me it was never about the business it was it was seeing the effects it was having on people that made me just keep pushing ultimately what had happened was i went to la um i'd given up my jobs here and i went to pursue something out there it didn't really go to plan but instead of you know being in la and thinking oh my god like living the dream i it was the complete opposite i felt like i was nothing and no one and i was saying this to my cousin yesterday because she was turning 26 and um she was like have you got any advice and i was like not really because at 25 i genuinely genuinely thought i'd have it all mm. like, i'd have a relationship i'd have fucking children and a business and, and i had nothing like i had no job no money no savings no anything you know i have gorgeous family and friends but mm. i didn't have anything to kind of anyways so what i did gain in la for the first time ever, was a bit of strength and courage for myself. I think before, never to say that I was weak minded, but I was very much influenced by people and shit that I was going through, whether that was bad relationships, etc. And in LA, I, I I think being alone by myself out there for a little period, it just taught me to have that kind of like <clears throat> that mm-hmm. grip. I came back to London. I just started some classes, and it wasn't and I'm not bigging myself up or anything, but, like, because I was going through that change in myself, standardly classes here were just about classes. It was just about technique, auditions, the the industry, and I didn't care. Like, I I literally didn't care about that because I was just – I just cared about my voice and, like, who I was and who I was becoming, and that's what I genuinely cared about. And then I was connecting with more dancers, and then I – and then, like, beginners started to get interested in what I was doing because it wasn't so heavy on, like, mm. image and blur. It was actually about feeling and connecting to music. So it just kind of naturally happened. And then as soon as it did start happening, it was like, that sold out. Oh, shit. Uh, okay, quickly put on another one. Oh, shit, yeah. that sold out. Ah. And then it was like, I just had so many ideas. And it's, like, if I'm honest, Hills & Feels had that spin for about two years where, like, it was constant. Like, I'm not going to lie, as a business my mind was on fire like Mm. i don't know where these ideas came from but i was on fire like (laughs) anything i thought i was was like yeah let's do it and then it would it would blow up and it's only really been since covid that i've actually stopped not not because i don't have the creativity but because i feel like because i had a good run for two years what i don't want to do is push it in a time where people are already struggling whether Mm. that's financially or i just feel like let me just take this break like we, we've had a good run mm. when we get back to the studio we'll have an even better time and people will love it even more of course we need to still keep afloat and still keep things running but I just yeah this this time for for hills and fills is also a breather um to to understand where it, and what direction it's going to go in after this as well mm. so yeah sorry that was like round no
1: no it makes a lot of <laughs> sense because you don't want to like force something you don't want to push it for n- no reason just for the sake of it like you but, want to make sure it's but, genuine but that
2: was my point about the business sorry going back to your first question mm. it, it wasn't supposed to be a business and mm. I think so many people have this idea that they have to have this like major structure and I understand the concept of business you should you should have your profit and loss sheet and you should know this and you <laughs> should know you should have your like everything down and like I didn't have anything like mm-hmm. and that's yes it's it's shit in one sense because it backfired, like you know, when I got an accountant and stuff, and she was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and Little things that like mess me up, and I would never teach any business to to not do those things, but I would definitely say understand your purpose and your business's purpose before anything else. Mm-hmm. Why are we doing this? Why are we starting? Who is it for? Who is it serving? Um, and how can I help people? And I think if you really, 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 with your gut, know the answers, you're you're gonna do a, you're gonna do a good job, mm-hmm. and, and the rest will fall into place. You'll learn things. You'll, have bug ups and stuff but the rest will fall into place if you have that kind of core idea of why
1: you're starting and who it's for Mm, it's Um, always got to be starting for the right reasons like well i think whatever you're doing it has to be for the right reasons for sure and uh,
2: since then i mean in lockdown i was lucky enough um to create two other businesses on the side and they're both and not uh, again not like oh my god they're both doing very well (laughs) and i'm 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 happy but again it's not because oh yeah I just thought one day let me make up a new business. It was because oh my gosh this can actually help this person and this can do this and my expertise in this area can help that and um I just just yeah trust in yourself with the venture that you're on really rather than just oh my god I need to be an entrepreneur uh, entrepreneur now let me just start something like there has to be a bit of background and understanding mm. before you before you start something
1: mm. um, yeah I feel like in this might me. Be be me being really ignorant and maybe I don't know a lot about, like, the dance world, the industry. But definitely from my point of view, before I did the classes, I thought there was this huge kind of... It's not stigma, not the right word, but kind of, like... I had this impression that the dance industry was, like, terrifying. Everyone was really judgmental. Everyone was, like, it's very... I mean, like, would you say that's true?
2: Um, yes, because that's the reason why I started Hills and Fields. Mm.
1: Um...
2: But no, because, and this is what I say to everyone in Hills and Fills. no, because I do believe it takes us to be responsible for the energy we put out in any room. Now, I say this because I genuinely felt like this in the industry. I felt like it was bitchy. I felt like it was disgusting. I felt like no one supported each other. Hence why I started the, the, the volumes, because it was more about having that intimate space and feeling comfortable. But I do believe that because I felt like that, I then put up that persona when I walked into a room, mm-hmm. I would probably be as awkward or as energy off person as the next, because we all would come into a class and be like, well, fuck, no one's here to be supportive. Let's just, fine. Just don't. <laughs> so I think my point now is be responsible for you. Like if, if, if you don't want to go to a class that makes you feel uncomfortable, don't go. Equally, if you go to a class and the energy's off, be the be the change in the room. I know that sounds so cheesy, but for me now... I see all classes talk about empowerment and positivity and that. And I'm like, that's only really gonna happen if your students feel like that. And if you don't, if, if your students don't, then that's just a very loose way of just saying, come to my class because I need your money. Like, mm. <laughs> like I think really, if you're empowering, your students will come into the room and feel like that and, and leave feeling like that. Um, but otherwise, whether it's a job or the or the dance industry, I do think we should own a bit more of that for ourselves and mm. walk in and be like this energy feels off i'm gonna try and
1: uh, like uplift it. i'm gonna say hello to someone i'm gonna smile at someone yeah. if they
2: don't give you that in return fuck them. yeah it's <laughs> like, so easy
1: to smile <laughs> at someone isn't it or like you know yeah. make yourself it just shouldn't be that hard
2: and i think our industry has had that it of course it stems from bitchiness it stems from competition it stems from i get that 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 was our background but it doesn't need to be like that now there's there's far too many people that's able to win and too much choice in regards to Maybe not now in COVID, but <laughs> like so many jobs and stuff. It just doesn't need to be like that. There's social media, people get booked from Instagram. So I just think that the world is everyone's oysters if they're open to it. And if they're,
1: yeah, yeah. Very good bit of advice there. <laughs> very, very wisdomic. Is that a word? Wisdomic. <laughs> Lots of wisdom. What would you, um, like Alan? Just a quick one about okay, what say somebody say I was somebody who was like, Okay, I really want to come to a hills and fields class, but you know, and I'm it kind of is me, but it's like, Oh, I can't dance. What would you say to them? Like, what's the one thing you'd say? There's so many things, (laughs) one little
2: piece, like, do you want to feel good? Yeah, why are you coming? Like, if you're coming to try and get a routine and everything down in one class not to burst your bubble it's not going to happen you know if i start i always say this if i started tennis tomorrow i'd be shit. (laughs) if i really loved tennis and i really loved what i think it might make me feel i'd stick it out because i know that the feeling there is going to be great so my thing is just come to class trust yourself the environment's fucking great anyway Mm. you're going to learn so much about yourself your body your your mind like how you feel about social interactions and how you like for me, it's just about trust. Trust in yourself. Come, you're gonna learn the steps anyway. That's natural, but just it. It give yourself time. Be patient with it. Um, mm. it doesn't happen overnight. That's that's uh, a bit of encouragement I would give because I do think that people come they want to look like you know Aaliyah Jarnell in day one, and I'm like, guys,
0: no, like, it, it took a lot. of like years that. to
2: study a lot of what we we've done. You know, so just be
1: patient. Patient in, in a nice way. Yeah, and. I end every episode by asking my guest what piece of advice yep. they would give to people. I mean, they might already be in the perform, like the performing industry. They might be wanting to, like, come into it. Or just, like, what piece of advice would you give for the industry that you're in?
2: Uh, the thing that's coming to me now is, like, know yourself. Mm-hmm. Because it's so easy to get sucked into trends and to also like the bad stuff in the industry. I mean, luckily I've never gone through that, but you know, like the real, um, like the nasty side of the industry, know yourself, know your boundaries, like know what you want to go into and have love for it. Like otherwise that like, you're just doing it for clout or you're just doing it to mm-hmm. follow. And like, if if, it's, if there's something about, I don't know, whatever it is that you want to get into, whether that's like, acting, film, TV, uh, stage, do it because you love it. And then figure out who the fuck you are whilst you're on the journey because it's gonna help so much more than you can be forty and just still feel like why am I doing this, yeah. you know? And then you're then you're mad at the industry. It's not the industry. It's it's your love for it, mm-hmm. um, and that does wear thin at times because the industry is not easy and it doesn't pay like I don't know tech. Yeah. So <laughs> love love it and know who you are. Um, and if you don't know, continue to grow and, and learn.
1: Very important. Yes. That's very important, and I've got one more question. Do your fish yeah. in the background have names? No. <laughs> Do they not?
2: I'm not. I'm not an animal person. Oh. Um But my dad is obsessed with fish tanks. We've got like one, two, three, four, oh. four or five oh. fish tanks, and he's obsessed. Like he's like, I'm going to the fish shop today. I'm like, cool. again. <laughs> cool, nice. I love. My, I like, like. We had two dogs. I love my doggies.
1: Well, we don't have them anymore. But um, fish is not for me. <laughs> so they're nameless fish. But, uh, but they are nice, any of them. it's a nice oh. tank. It's like a window. Um, enough of that, <laughs> that is a tangent. <laughs> you were saying about going off on tangents, that is a tangent. Anyway, thank you so much for speaking to me today. It's been so lovely thank and you. it's been very inspirational. I'm feeling very enlightened, uplifted. Oh, thank
2: you so much, thank you for having me. No um, problem. It's good to share this time.